If you have a problem, we're just going to do a little word association. Say the first thing that comes to mind. Milk. Dip. If you need help. I came here to study the great American art of muff diving. If you want to get wild. I want to take it to the car wash and get it waxed. You know, I want to wax it. Wax it. You know, air dry that shit, yeah. Meet the guy. Who, me? Van Wilder. Wilder. Van Wilder. G-L-A-D to meet you. Who puts the cool back into school. X equals six. Great work, Van. This summer. I'm doing a human interest piece on you. I'd love for your piece to be on me. If you want to get wild. Get wilder. Everybody wants to have a party thrown by Dan Wilder, the party liaison. Give me some sugar. Van Wilder, party liaison. You big I'm fairly confident I'm going to ejaculate. to Recap and Gown, the podcast where four old millennials talk about the high school and college movies from back in the day we were high school and college students to find out what made the grade and what should have been held back. Representing the class of 03, I am your co-host Crooks, and joining me this week and every week, he sings like an angel and drinks like a fish, the class of 04's own Big Hearn, David Oscar Hernandez. What up, Dave? Not much, man. This movie was gross. <laughs> so gross. It was gross. And it was, it was a lot gross. of gross shit, uh, not just like physically, but a lot of other gross shit going on. So can't wait to talk was, about it. Very was foul. <laughs> Disgusting. Oh my God. Shit was gross. It was. Uh, also joining us in the class of 03, she is one half of our very own Texas two-step. The one and only big sis, Megan Mills. What up, Megan? Hey guys. Um, you know what's gross? The fact that we don't have a president two days after election day. You know what? Mm. By the time we finish recording, we might. I know. Listeners, listeners, we might interject with some updates. We're tracking. Uh, yeah, we're we have our our decision desk poised and ready. We've I've, I've somehow got Steve Kornacki in my house over here with a big board. So count the votes. Okay. Stop the count. Count. Yo, the he's votes. so tired. Make, make, make up your mind, man. <laughs> oh, Steve Kornacki is exhausted at this point. Um, very tired. Yeah. Also, the other half of our very own Texas two-step, she is this podcast chief statistics and trivia correspondent from the class of 01, Dana Griffin. What up, Dana? Not much. Um, I'm coming for Nate Silver's seat. That's what I, oh. I feel. I'm tracking. Well, he needs tracking to get out of it, so he's done I'm a, bad. I'm one of those awful pollsters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> someone needs no to... Information. Someone needs to call Sandman Sims and get the hook and get that guy mm. up out of here because he's done a bad job twice in a row now. And uh, you can't be a weatherman, say it's going to be 80 and then it snows and be like, oops, I got it wrong. So yeah, Nate, Nate, Nate's over his time to uh, kind of get out of here. Um, this week, what movie are we talking about, Megan? Um, we are talking about one of my actual personal favorites, which I know is kind of Ooh. kind of off brand, <laughs> off brand for me. But um, it's National Lampoon's Van Wilder, also called Van Wilder Party Liaison. Mm-hmm. Um, 
It was released in 2002 and you can watch it on IMDb for free with commercials. Um, HBO Go, Amazon, <laughs> iTunes, Plex. Okay. I watched it on Plex. All right. I watched it on Plex. I, I, I have a lifetime me- membership and they had it streaming. So I watched it. No commercials. Pretty great. I watched it with commercials. Oh, boo. Mm-hmm. Wait, am I the only one who paid for this film? Yup. It's like it. Well. I hustled. Wow. <laughs> I'm willing to, you know, pay for my craft, my art. You mm-hmm. got finessed. Uh, anyway, we'll dive into the Rotten Table. Rotten Tables? Rotten Tomatoes and Options, which uh, is very interesting. He's the biggest man on campus. He's the boss with the sauce. He's the guy all the girls want. And and all the guys want to be. Because in Collegiate Jungle, there can only be one king. And at Coolidge College, it's Van Wilder. In the grand tradition grand tradition of comedy classics like National Lampoon's Animal House and National Lampoon's Vacation, National Lampoon's Van Wilder will charm you, move you, and gross you out. Yep. When were we supposed to be moved moved by this? What was the moving moment? When did that happen? I was moved. Okay. Mm. Moved to pick it. You can't reference good National Lampoon movies to try to get people to watch this one. No. No, it's like mm. it's like every time they make a new M Night Shyamalan movie, it's from the man who invented or who brought you the Sixth Sense. And I'm like, yeah, talk about his new shit though. <laughs> like, don't <laughs> don't bring up we bring up old shit. Glass was pretty good. And what's the one? Glass was fine, and Split was fine. Yes. But what Split about the happening? Very good. What? No. Don't don't what? bring up the happening. Okay, we don't need to do like a whole side tangent. Is that That's the one with the trees will kill you in in oh, yeah. Pennsylvania? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, the plants are out to get. What? No. Yeah. A lot it's... of good Marky, Mark, Mark Wahlberg stuff in that movie. Yeah. Marky. Marky. <laughs> um, okay. Real Anywho. quick. Dana, Dana, do you want to give us a rundown of who is in this movie? Take um, a deep breath because a lot. I know. I, we're going to do some picking and choosing here because apparently like everybody and your like brothers in this film. But in the titular role of Van Wilder, we have Ryan Reynolds. Um, as his love interest, we have Tara Reed, so she's popping up again. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Cal Penn as uh, Taj, Tej, I can't remember how to say it. Taj, um, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> uh, we've I think we've referenced this guy before, Tech Holmes uh, as Hutch, who's from yeah. the uh, real world franchise. Hawaii. Um, Daniel Cosgrove is Richard Dickbag. Um, God, God. <laughs> so Richard's quote dick bag, dick, dick bag. bag. Yeah. Um, and then I'll try to like pick actual people who are in the film for like a substantial amount of time. But Emily Rutherford is Jeannie. Paul Gleason is Professor McDougal. Paul Gleason's mm-hmm. aka the principal from Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. Eric Estrada is in this for some reason. Curtis Armstrong or Booger plays a, uh, from the the Revenge of the Nerds series plays a campus cop. Um, the Shermanators in this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Jesse Pinkman himself. Aaron Paul pops up as a wasted guy. Because oh, a lot of these are just like sick Two boy times. business oh, manager. They're boy. just like descriptives and like <laughs> noun. Um, we have some basketball players. Lamar Odom's in this. Quentin Richardson. Darius Miles. 
Um, let's see, who else can I scroll through? Uh, Sophia Bush pops up as Sally. They did give her, give a, her name, a name. I was very <laughs> surprised because he does say it at the very last he, minute. He does say okay. it. He does wow. say it. Um, and I think those are the big ones. There are just like a lot of like Edie McClurg pops up as a campus tour guide. She was the secretary in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Um, Righteous I think, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I think I hit the big ones unless there's- You any. got it. You got all the important ones there. Okay. Um, let's, before we kind of get into this, let's go around and give some memories of uh, watching who before the pod. Dana, what memories do you have of this one from back in the day? So I remember loving the shit out of this movie in college. Um, but I think it might have been like easily a decade or more since I've seen this movie since college was a very long time ago, which I realized more and more each day. So definitely loved it. Thought it was hilarious. Um, but I am, yeah, we'll just say that. Remember watching it all the time. Thought it was hilarious. Uh, be on Comedy Central. Someone might have owned it put it in the, in the VCR, like that's where we were when I was watching this movie. What about you, Big Sis? I know this is your choice. You said it's one of your favorites. Uh, what early memories do you have of this movie? So I'm still pretty sure I have it in, on D DVD in my um, trunk over there. I didn't actually check, but I was just actually remembering that I have a handful of DVDs still left, and I think this might be one of them. Um, I don't remember like exactly when I first saw it, but I want to say I probably saw it in the theater. Um, but it was one of those movies that you just kind of like played a lot and, and you can have in the background and sort of like, it doesn't, you, you kind of get it and you can just like jump in and out. Um, and the humor was like, we'll, we'll go into the, the whole, the, de the detail of it all. But um, I don't know, like as a college kid with a bunch of, you know, college kids watching it it's like it's fun okay dave uh how about you wasn't old enough to see it in the theater uh i think i remember my mom saying no way not gonna happen because i was i was 16 when, when it came out you had to be 17 right. to be admitted without a parent and there was no way that my, my dad or my mom was gonna be like yeah it's cool to see that so i think it was dvd probably that fall after it came out i think in 2002 um and it just funny. I used to think that that gross out stuff was fun. I think I've lost the taste for the gross out. <laughs> really, really bothered me when I watched it again. It's so disgusting. Um, <sighs> there was, there were some laughs. Some of it was kind of funny. Um, and the, the fact that character, I, I didn't realize it's Richard, his, I didn't realize R Richard's last name was Bag. Yeah, Dick Bag. Dick Bag. Yeah, they they do some some that name part. puns. Uh, yeah, there's a, a, a Dr. Hanky, a proctologist. I forget the name of the OBGYN, but it was like Dr. Cunts or something like that. It's Beaverman. There you Beaverman. go, Beaverman. Dr. Beaverman. Dr. The, the Beaverman. Yeah, they, yeah the, they do some some name puns. I think there's like yeah, Dr. The, uh, Handy for Dr. Hanky, the proctologist. Hanky, Hanky is a proctologist. Yeah. Yeah, and the Taj character, I understand big stereotype. I get it, but. Mm. He ends up. We'll get into it. It ends up launching a big career. That was really something. Yeah, I um, like Dana. Uh, I used to watch this like a lot in college, um, like a lot in college. There was a handful of movies that we watched, kind of on a very regular basis, and this was pretty high on that list. I still do own it on DVD. I have nothing to play that on, but I did find it in my DVD, you know, uh, binder that I still have for no reason at all. Um, 
oddly enough, I remembered like very little of this movie on the rewatch. There were a couple things that I recalled. There was like one or two scenes that really stood out, but I, I would have thought that a lot of this dialogue I would have recalled and I got very little bit of that. Um, Write it down. Yeah, right. I mean, write that down. Know, gotta, gotta do it. But uh, yeah, it's it's been a long time since I saw it, and uh, you know, I think at this point we should probably go around and say whether it made the grade or uh, got held back upon our adult rewatch. Dana, you want to take us off here? Um, if I must, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very much of a specific time. Um, and this is me just vamping to try to come like I, I this happens every episode I should have been prepared for this but um uh can I say I'm gonna go back to my wishy-washy ways it is a movie so it passes hmm. my class it is cool. this is a pass bill class for you yeah yep yeah it seems okay. appropriate for the movie though no. right yeah yeah well we'll get into the school logistics I think as we go along here uh, Big Sis, I know this is one of your favorites. Does it, does it make the grade for you as an adult? Um, it makes the grade. It, there were a lot more cringy things um, than I had remembered, uh, which what, we have a whole section on what's your problem that we'll get into. Um, oh, yeah. But I am like a giant Ryan Reynolds fan. I love him in Deadpool. I love just like the way that he delivers lines. And I thought that some of the things, while gross, there were some things that were actually very clever. Um, so I'm going to say like B, in the B range. Okay, that's that's a that's good enough. That's definitely not like something you had to kind of grit your teeth and get through. Uh, Dave, as an adult, what did you think? I'd probably be in the B range too. It was fine. It's and I, I just I, I think I, I laughed more as a young man than I do now. It just didn't hit the same way. It just doesn't hit the same way. So, um, and the gross out stuff affected me more. I, honestly, I don't know if I had less of a gag reflex back then, but ugh, and I, I didn't want to talk, we'll talk about it much, much, much later. It was, there were some tough parts to get through, but it, it, it was fine. There were some parts where I did laugh a little bit and I didn't hate it. The runtime was appropriate. It wasn't too long, wasn't too short. And uh, yeah. It uh, didn't make me feel bad afterwards. It was okay. okay. Well, listen, you can call me dickbag because I'm getting ready to shit all over this party dick here. Dickbag, can't wait. Um, listen, I fucking hated this movie as an adult. Like, I fucking <laughs> hated it. Like, it just... Uh, don't even just hold it back. Like, send it to an alternative school where it can be supervised at all times or something. The plot, I thought, was super lame. I thought Tara Reid was, like, devoid of any charm or charisma in it. You got poor Cal Penn doing a full-blown Apu accent. Um, I was very irritated every time Ryan Reynolds is on screen. And I like Ryan Reynolds. But I'm just like, he's so irritating and so annoying. And about three quarters of the way through, I'm like, oh, I understand why I don't like him. He's basically doing like Ace Ventura, if Ace Ventura is like a charming sex symbol instead of like a kind of a, a weird loser. Like the way that he delivers his lines is not like a person speaks. <laughs> it was all very kind of cartoonish and weird. And, you know, this is kind of rare for me. I felt every one of these 90 minutes of the runtime, 
like I lost count of how many times I checked to see how much time was left in this movie. Oh. You know, fuck this movie. Okay. I can't I can't believe how much I used to love it and how much I hate it now. So Wow. Oh yeah. my god. Like I just I was just like I don't like I don't like him. Like he's the star of the movie, he's supposed to be cool as shit. I don't like this dude. Like I just I Oh man. And this is from the guy who likes sweetness? Man. Listen, sweetness is the coolest man that ever lived. I will yeah. I will die on that hill. I like, you know, that's that's a fact. Do we get into a debate about Ryan Reynolds? Because Ryan Reynolds is being Ryan Reynolds in this film. Correct. Yes. That's he is a thousand it just, percent. It just did not connect for me. And you know, I you know, oddly enough, the only stuff I did laugh at was some of the gross out stuff. <laughs> so even like I wasn't I wasn't bothered by that as much. But it was just like I don't like this dude. Like, I don't want him to win. I don't. I don't want good things for this guy. Like, fuck this. His dad's right. Like, this guy kind of sucks. No, uh, we're gonna get into. Well, that's. I'm gonna start the recap with Ryan Reynolds yeah, so we can yeah, dig in a little bit more. But before we before we jump into the recap here, uh, do we have any fun facts about this movie? Dave, you want to take the Burt one? Oh sure. <laughs> um. Yeah. This was actually. There was a story written in Rolling Stone in the 1990s called The Undergraduate. It was based on a undergraduate at Florida State named Bert Kreischer, who was the party king of uh, Florida State. He went to college. I believe he was a six-year student at Florida State, and uh, they wrote an entire story about him. And uh, someone optioned that story, and it eventually got transformed and molded into this movie he's he, he's now a pretty prolific stand-up comedian he's got a couple podcasts he's, he does. Stuff. he's pretty funny um he, he uh, tells a couple stories about uh when he was in college he was in a russian class where he barely learned any russian but got to go on a trip to russia and he robbed a train with the russian mafia and stole a bunch oh, of good. stuff from and it's, it's 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 better. a great story it it's is actually really, very funny it's very the way he tells it's very funny. I said anyone just the machine story, Burt Kreischer, check it out. And yeah, he was Van Wilder. That was the basis see, of the story. Knowing Burt Kreischer, if, if if you guys don't know Burt Kreischer, uh, listeners, go on Google, look up Burt Kreischer, K R E I S C H E R. If that's how Ryan Reynolds looked in this movie, I'd be like, okay, I I can get this. This is you cast Will Ferrell in that role, I guess. Like oh, yeah. he doesn't. He doesn't look like he's a, he's kind of a slob. The guy is yeah. like a schlub. I, I like him. Um, there was a show that uh, Comedy Central had on a number of years ago. I think it might have gotten two seasons. I think it got a third called Another Period. Um, oh. Natasha Legero was in it. Uh, Christina Hendricks, sure. Ricky Lindholm. Um, he is in that in that show as like a. I, I don't even know what he is. I think he's like the master of the grounds on this like big mansion kind of a place. And he's like dirty and gross. And like everything he says is pretty disgusting. Like that's how this character should be presented. Not as like the coolest man who ever lived like that. I think that did not connect for me the way that it was supposed to. Yeah. He, he has a nice cameo. If you guys ever watched the show, the shield from FX, there's an episode mm-hmm. where he shows up randomly. I, I, I remember seeing it be like, Oh yeah, he was doing shows on, on, on FX too. Why would he be on The Shield? So if you want to check out a really funny part, I won't go into too much detail. Or Christ around The Shield. That's uh, yeah. Other fun facts? Uh, well, Dave, do you, I, 
I pulled the a quote from Ebert, but I no, don't no, want, no, I don't no, want to please, steal your please, thunder. Please, please, please. No, this okay. is too good. I want to hear you read it. Please. Okay, excellent. So Ebert did not agree with me. I think he was more on Crooks' side here. A oh boy. Um, yeah. He says, this movie is a barfathon that takes full advantage of the apparent MPAA guidelines in which you can do pretty much anything with bodily functions except involve them in healthy sex. The movie contains semen, bare breasts and butts, epic flatulence, bizarre forms of masturbation, public nudity, projectile vomiting, and an extended scene of explosive defecation with sound effects that resemble the daily duties of the Port-A-Loose servicemen in reverse. Where was there weird masturbation in this? <laughs> I think I might have missed that one. I... Weird. There was oh. a penis pump. Well, they jerked off a dog. Oh, the dog? Are we counting that? That's I pretty the, weird. I think <laughs> I'd the, say count it. Yeah, the bong slash pump. Okay. But that's what okay. my yeah. I'm okay, that, that's fair, I guess. Um, all right, I think it's time, you guys. Let's, let's jump into the recap here. Megan, where do you want to get us started? Well, we kind of touched on a few things, so I'm not going to dive quite as deeply, but um, we can talk about a few more uh, related items. But the Van, Wild, Van Wilder character is where I want to start. Um, Ryan Reynolds, we kind of talked about. I'm a huge fan of Ryan Reynolds. This is like sort of how he presents himself in sort of all movies. And I really am a big fan of like him, his narration style in Deadpool. And I feel like this was like the, the precursor um, for lack of a better word. And I felt like the writing was, especially in the opening scene where he's like narrating, but then like things are happening and he's like having conversations with people. And he's like, um, not the opening scene, but the beginning when he's like interviewing Taj and he's like kind of taking him through everything that's you know happening I just felt like it was a really like nice clever way of a setup um for mm-hmm. back then and I just liked how I don't know I liked how that he was like a, kind of a a character that you could love and hate um you, you hate him because you're like why does why is why is he so attractive why does he get everything <laughs> Um, but you love him because he's like doing, he's like giving back to like every sort of organization in the entire, uh, university. So I, my first question is, I'm going to come back to actually the first questions I've written here, but my first question was, is he a good guy? And did we like him as a character? Uh, You know, I, I don't think he's a bad guy. Um, the movie doesn't really show him do anything like dastardly or like underhanded or screw anybody over or anything it does seem like he's genuinely a good person he wants to save the swim team in a scene for no reason that doesn't really come back up and he's upset that he gets outed as being paid to throw a party for that wasn't hillel what what was that hillel the the nerdy frat whatever it was like he got, you know, he was embarrassed for them that they were out as like having to pay for a party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it doesn't seem like he's a bad person. I don't think he's that cool is the problem. The movie, um, I think, you know, if I was in college with him, then I'm like, oh, so this dude's been here for seven years and is just kicking it around campus, living in the dorms still. By the time I'm a senior, I'm like, dude, get it together. Like, get your shit together. Like, I, 
I don't think I would have thought he was as cool as the movie wants us to think that we would think. Like, there was a guy that I went to college with. I think his name was Brandon Williams. Everyone called him B-Will. He looked like, uh, we had a friend in, in high school and college named Hans. This guy looked like uh, store brand Hans, like just a little bit off. And I would see him all the time around campus. And he was definitely like, you know, a well-known person around campus. By the time that I graduated, I'm like, dude, B-Will is still like kicking it in the dorms all the time. Like, what are you doing? Like, get your act together. Start to look for an internship or something. So I think, I think Van Wilder's whole act would have been cool as a freshman. But by the time I was a senior, I'd be like, dude, this, you're, what are you doing with your life? Yeah, he's a child. Yeah, a lot of growing up sure. to do. And he manages, once he's put uh, in a precarious position of no longer having tuition paid for him and everything taken care of, had to like do work and do all this other stuff. So I guess you're supposed to feel at the end, that's like, he did a lot of growing up. He earned it. He did it. But he was... I don't think he a, earned it or did it. No, he was a child from like 17 till 24 for $39,000 a semester at some private ritzy college and uh it took uh being kind of just cut off to for him to become kind of i don't even want to say a fully realized adult but somewhat of an adult where you had to like you know take care of your own responsibilities and so on instead of just more going as before no because he you do all that college and you're still 18 credits short how do you what are you doing man what are you doing I've got a lot of questions about how this college works, but we'll, I think we'll get on that after we yep. talk about yep. Van some more and kind of break him down a little bit. Okay, now are you a Van fan? <laughs> oh, no. Um, I don't know. He seems like a nice guy, but no, I kind of agree with what everybody says. Um, I was just trying to decide if this is where I also tell the story of like I knew a guy who yes, went to this, college for a very long time. Yes, okay. this, the, the other question here was, did you know a Van Wilder? So, Dana. Um, so, yes, I, I, unlike everyone else in the pod, I don't call out people by names, but um, feel bad about it. he was a frat brother of my friend's now husband, um, and he used to live, he had like the whole basement of the frat to himself and his own space, and the reason why he was there for so long was that like one of the deans of whatever school was like, you will graduate over my dead body. <laughs> I was like, why what? he hadn't graduated? I picked you. <laughs> I forget. I, like you. I forget what the reason was, but like, dude was still there. I remember going to like he. So uh, this college was like in the F Finger Lakes region of New York. So we used to always go on like wine tours with the guys at this frat. And oh. one year he threw like a huge thirtieth birthday wine tour for himself. He was, was still in college awesome. at thirty. He was still in college. Oh, my. Okay. Oh, no. oh, that's another I was, like, I was thinking like 24, 25. Yeah, I thought he was 24, Whoa. 25, 30. No. That's a lot of living to do. Because this dean so was like, you will go. And he was just like, fine, I'll stay here. Like, he, I think oh his God. family Fucking was like wealthy. Transfer. Like, I'm no, the, it, it was a, it's like a good college that I don't think you want to give your hopes up on. And I just don't I think it was like any like skin off his back to continue to go there. He did finally graduate like a couple years after my friends and I, because that dean finally died, or whoever oh my God, what? graduated. Oh, Jesus! Oh, Holy man. shit! Oh my God, that's way better yeah. than my story. 
<laughs> Way up in the Finger Lakes up there. Finger Lakes. Finger Lakes. Oh, that's not the, the accent. But I think he's still like I don't planes know. and I stuff. Just, like he's like you he heard was, like, Diablo Cody. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I'm real good at these accents. You know what I'm <laughs> I don't. Yeah, that's wow. Thirty. That's 30. another. That, that's another level, though. Yeah, I was trying to remember like how old I was for this birthday. I might have been like twenty, like in doing his whole like Finger Lakes you know, wine tour birthday party. And like, we went to multiple stops at one of the wine, at the vineyards of the wineries. Like we had a full lunch. There was a DJ. Like it was like a whole thing. Well, he's 30. There better be a real, a whole thing. There were like t-shirts that like said his name and like it was triple X because he was 30. And I was like really mad that I lost Uh, my t-shirt because I think I obviously got very drunk and left it somewhere. But yeah. They uh, paid for Dave Matthews band to play. I did it. Because he did it. <laughs> he did it. There, there was a girl in my sorority. So it wasn't unusual for um, fraternities to have like fifth years or six years. Because um, some people would like stay in the frat, like if they went to grad school or like, you know, just take five years to get through college. I, I, had, um, I had a girl <laughs> in my sorority who um, I think she was a senior when I joined or maybe... Yeah, that makes makes sense. A senior or junior. I know she's a couple years older than me. Anyway, she ended up doing six years and she stayed in the sorority for six years, which our sorority at the time was like barely hanging on. But like the people who were there, we had a lot of fun and, and we, um, you know, really righted the ship because it's still there and it's now doing very successful. Um, but anyway, she, it was kind of the same deal. I mean, she was just like, like an, a great person. Like whenever you would go around, she would, you know, like make sure that you had, you had the drinks that you knew, like that you had met some people that you knew where to go for the parties. And she like took freshmen under her wing and, um, she, you know, wasn't as sort of philanthropic when it came to like, you know, doing a a event for the swim team or anything like that, but just like a good natured kind of person. And I remember she would always, um, she like moved off campus, obviously, out of the sorority house. And then they lived in that house off campus. She lived in that house off campus for like several years. Um, and it was like the place to like go hang out if you couldn't get into the bars. And they would always like she had a younger brother. So like, you know, it wasn't unusual for them to have like younger you know people over. I, I don't know. It was and I'm still like I still keep in touch with her. And she now has a baby and a family like. She's a normal human, so. Man. Check out Vanessa Wilder over here. Yeah. <laughs> Good for Van- her. Vanessa. Yeah, but, Vanessa. Um, yeah. But I think there's a different, there's like the two characters of the Van Wilder. It's like the length of time he's there and like how un- potentially weird it is. And then there's like the fact that he's like the person who's literally in involved in everything. And I knew like that Van Wilder also um, in like yeah. a fun way. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I don't understand his status at the school because, like, you know, I can get it how the students, like, know him and think he's cool. Somehow he's able to, like, rent out a space on campus property to do his interviews. He's just walking into the locker room, you know, during the game, like, give a pep talk, um, driving a a golf cart everywhere and just, like, parking it, you know, wherever he feels like it on campus the campus cops know and love him that 
part of his character did not make sense to me. I, I didn't get why he had this status on campus aside from the student body. I think this would have to do with like, I haven't read this book and my fiance had to read it for work and is always like telling me that I should also read it. But that book of like how to win friends and influence people, because it just okay. seems like That's Van exactly. takes, yeah, yeah, like he takes the time to like, I'm going to know your name and I know what you're into. And it just like that little bit goes like the longest way to get what you want. I don't know if we're going to talk about the Dora situation, but like, while that oh was incredibly God. gross, like that's it at like an extreme situation of like, you know, I know who you are. I know what you're interested in. And because I take the care to know enough about you, like you're willing to work with me when I like want or need something. That yeah. makes sense. To, to a degree, I get that. Yeah, and if it's like a small, smaller private school, like he's almost like the mascot at that point. You know what I mean? Like mm. they're sort of just like that's Van. He's like a he's you know it's just Van. We'll let him. That's a good point. In. I went to a really really big school, so it's hard for me to kind of understand what it must be like to, you know, be on a really small campus where there might be like eight thousand undergrads. I mean, we had like thirty thousand undergrads at Iowa. It's it's too many, frankly. So I mm. I could see how kind of a he's obviously a very big fish and if this is a pretty small pond I get how he kind of runs everything yeah and especially like I know he wasn't in a fraternity but like that was kind of like the fraternity life there were like several Van Wilders in that sense mm -hmm. who would like yeah just be everyone's friend know everyone and um you know be involved and and maybe go to class you know on occasion but but let's carry let's carry forward and switch yeah. gears and um uh, before we get too much more into the movie, I'm just going to go ahead and open up the What's Your Problem segment. Uh, Good call. Yeah, because uh, we have a list here of both people and situations. Um, <laughs> what, the, op the actual opening scene starts off with what looks like a very elderly Asian woman sucking him off. Mm -hmm. um, and her it's an extended name, joke. And her what name it looks is, like. It's yeah. Nice. I don't know. And her name is Sook Me. Uh huh. Okay. That's, that's great. That was Jeez. some like Austin Powers level nonsense. And yeah. Fook yeah. Me and Fook You over here. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, like, there's definitely some like cultural appropriation in terms of the names and, and what have you. Um, the lowest hanging fruit. There was no nuts. reason. I mean, the way it ends too. I'm like, okay, either she's this yeah. a couple stereotypes like stacked up. Like, nope, she's tailoring. Yep, she's a tailor. She's, Jesus Christ! Probably wants a dry cleaners. Yeah, yeah. That was that was necessary. I didn't, you know, I get it. I I understand what they're going for, but I think it would have been just as good if it was like, I mean, you could have gone with like an old man who was doing his pants that would have been a similarly funny joke or if it was just like a super good looking like young woman doing it it would have there was no reason you had to go with a souk me role there that was uncalled for well, older was definitely important yeah mm -hmm. lady. preparing you for the rest yeah. of yeah. the film yeah Set you, the tone. Set the dive tone. in and then of, yeah and Ooh. then of course we talked about taj um yeah <sighs> God, Taj. I, I genuinely felt bad for Cal Penn watching him have to do this. Like, obviously, you know, back in the day, this was a pretty, you know, standard role for a Southeast Asian person. Um, you know, we 
listening to people like Hari Kondabolu and, you know, Hasan Minhaj and Aziz Ansari, like, talk about being asked to play this kind of character over and over and over again, it was kind of hard to watch knowing, like, not, not only knowing, you know, who Cal Penn is, but, like, looking at his accomplishments as a person, like, he worked in the Obama White House and stuff. <laughs> like, this is how it had, to, this is how he had to do to, like, get on for himself. That was tough. Um, you know, I'm not going to say like I didn't laugh at his opening monologue where he was really getting in on all the things that he wanted to do. But man, it was gratuitous. It was really a lot. Yeah. He wants to uh, learn the American art of muff diving. Um, you forgot that it's the great because I wrote that down. The great American the, art. Gr the great American art, just the American art. I'm like, okay, great. That's what you want to do in America. Just cool, man. Go at it. Enjoy. Dining at a pink taco stand. Oh yeah, it's God. All of that stuff all rolled up into one, and he even and again, I laughed at spin -off. it. <laughs> and he gets his own spinoff because yeah. his the character seemed to connect with people. People like the character, so you get the yeah. rise of, uh, of Tej. Is that the Taj. 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 Why do I keep saying the wrong Taj? Name? I don't know. Mahal. I don't know. As in Mahal, yes. Any <laughs> other uh, what's your problem moments? Oh my God, there's so many. Yeah. There's it's the so whole many. movie. The, the entire whole, movie. Yeah. yeah. The whole <laughs> fucking thing. No, why were they so excited to get either farted or queefed on at the strip club? I don't know. And that was the loudest, most powerful fart. Like her insides probably would have fallen out. Yeah. Why were I they so? Don't, he, he, I I don't know if, if Taj is that just hasn't like had any contact with women at all, and he's like, "Well, she farted on me. That's pretty great." Because he just kind of lays back, like, "Oh, oh this is great." Listen, far be it for me to kink shame anybody. To get on, right in the face. I know farting is a thing that some people are into. I don't get it, but it seemed weird that it was like a universal turn on for all these dudes. I, I would just say my comment about that whole scene, I think it just kind of elicits a grander problem. The Foley work, the sound effects oh, yeah. in this movie are so cartoonish and weird. Yes. Um, so I, I, I think I forgot to mention, I like literally just rewatched this for the first time right before we recorded the podcast. Okay, it's fresh. <laughs> it's very Real fresh. fresh. And just a little personal note, we have literally built a gym in our living room. So my fiance was like doing a second workout for the day and was just like, the sound effects. <laughs> like he had to, he came in for like the last 20 like, minutes. Wow. <laughs> just like, Car what? Noise. Wow, wind. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good for It was a lot. <laughs> so bad. It's not like a real problem of like this theme of this section, but it was just so... Like, it would take you out of it. It was so cartoonish. <laughs> yeah, it was overdone, for sure. Um, I would also say, I, I studied ASL for four semesters at Iowa. I used to be very good at signing. I'm barely conversational now. But during the course of that program, I had three completely deaf teachers. I think, um, I want to say, all three of them were born deaf in deaf families. So, like, deaf culture was a whole thing that we talked about a lot i did not appreciate the depiction of this deaf coach like that man I, i've heard i've heard my deaf teachers speak i'm not gonna say it doesn't sound like that 
but they don't talk. Like it's, you know, the, to the extent that my deaf teacher spoke, um, it was kind of like unintentional. Like it wasn't like they were speaking primarily. And so to hear, to have this joke of this deaf coach giving a pep talk, I'm like, that is the lowest hanging fruit, man. <laughs> like, I, there's, a, there's an SNL sketch um, that I think I might have watched with Dave. It's a Chris Kattan sketch. They do it a couple of times. He plays a man named Sewell Forrester, who is a, a southerner with an accent not unlike Broomhauer from King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. And it's just Sewell Forrester. One of them is him as a lawyer, given like closing arguments and no one knows what he's saying because his accent's so heavy. But there's one of him as a coach giving a pep talk. That is a lot funnier to me than the deaf dude doing it. Like watching him yell at his players to like respond to what he's saying and them not mm-hmm. understanding what he's saying to try to respond to. That's pretty great. This was mm-hmm. just like, come on, they're making fun of deaf people now. It's a bummer. Yeah, really? when it comes to yeah, when it comes to Essen, I don't remember that one. If it's if it's not main justice, I don't remember Oh, sketches really. You a main now, boy. You a main now, boy. Please move all off the way. You main now. Um, get you the yeah. hottest, spiciest pot of Cajun gumbo you ever ate your whole life, boy. In Maine. In Maine. <laughs> In Maine. No. No, but yeah, that, that, I, I think it's just because they wanted the coach to just like turn around and be working on the boards. Like, how can we have him not here? I guess he has to be deaf. It's poor writing. It's, 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 it's a stupid device. It's unnecessary. Um, that whole scene's unnecessary. We didn't come need in. that whole that whole scene. Didn't I mean they didn't come back? It's not like the basketball players showed back up later on in the movie. The no, coach yes, did. did. Yes, they the did. The coach did. Yeah, they did. When did they show back up? They uh, tutored um, Ben Wilder, helped him with oh, his test. Okay, um, fair. You weren't paying attention. I was I, like scrolling I through was... Twitter and I still caught that. Dana, um, you saw it thirty seconds ago. <laughs> again, but I was on Twitter because you know the election. Um, sure. Anyway, just talking about other things that were horrible um, in the, uh, what do you call it? The interview for um, assistance thing. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. The hot chick that sounds like a dude. I'm like, oh, oh God, transgender God. humor. And yeah, then to follow that up with like the the gay gay guys joke about like, we'll work hard and long and what I just mm-hmm. tuned it all out. But I was just like, wow. Well, and this Terry, is the first like five ten minutes. This is uh, yeah. Terry is the hot chick with the the dude voice. That wasn't even like a regular man voice. That was like a full on barium voice. Like if you if you inhale some helium, it makes your voice all high. If you inhale barium, it makes you have like a low monster voice. That's what that was. They could have had a dude just do <laughs> those lines in ADR. Oh, I'm Terry. I'm like, oh, yeah. Man, I'm like, oh, okay. Good. Well, we're going all that's the good. way, huh? She's got a, a voice like Andre the Giant. But I think everything that isn't that the point of these like Animal House movies. Like, man, I guess it has to be so extreme where it's not even real. Like, I suppose. Yes, kind of love it. Um, this isn't like a what's your problem, but I thought it was like kind of an interesting thing that they did um, when the pledges at uh, what was it Delta Iota it's Kappa. Dick. 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 Um, one of them's just wearing Confederate flag boxers. I was yeah. just like, oh, mm-hmm. they just yeah. like slipped that mm-hmm. right in. I was yep. like, oh, I like it. Kind of yeah. taking a dig at the Greek life. Hammering home what a piece of shit this friend is. Yeah. yeah. So I thought that one was interesting. Yeah. And along those lines, there was a lot of um, pledge hazing type of things, like mm-hmm. the jumping on the glass, which was actually Doritos. And then Doritos. My, my, 
favorite slash like most terrible it was the pledge for croquet like it just oh, it remind that. it reminded me of like alice in wonderland kind of but like with a turn for the worse as he <laughs> i mean i it's like I, I said i didn't i said i didn't love this movie and i didn't there were a couple of genuine laughs i laughed at the pledge croquet um i think just me being who I am, I'm like a sucker for a cartoonish depiction of the super rich. Um, like that movie, um, what is it? Hide and Seek? Is that the one? Mm. Uh, Ready or the, Not. Hide and Seek. Ready or Not. There you go. Ready or Not and Knives Out. Ready like I love, I love that kind of, oh, that song is creepy as shit. Like I love that depiction of like obscene wealth and the casual nature of that scene where it's like oh we're just brutalizing these poor pledges and not even like making eye contact or thinking about it i openly laughed at that i did get a laugh out of the pledge croquet i'm not ashamed to admit that a lot of follow-through just so you can hit some guys in the <laughs> stomach or possibly in like the ribcage we did so hard it's like, <gasps> yeah Jesus. it unnecessary i did like that though um, we can also talk about the gross dog balls that oh, just kept popping up because that leads to it even Finally grosser. getting to the dog balls. I've yeah. been waiting that for leads that. to our next Get paragraph. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I forgot. I was like, oh man, I forgot this was a huge pop. Same. <laughs> I also forgot. I remember I remember the what happens with them, but I forgot how prominently the dog balls are featured in so many shots. Um I don't know if I like like gagged or like had a gag reflex while watching a movie in a very long time but what happens with the dog balls for those who are not aware is they scoop out the creamy centers of a bunch of eclairs and have colossus the dog come into them and then deliver them to the frat boys Yep. When they started uh, eating it, I was like, <laughs> The scene of them eating it is one of the Y'all. most disgusting things I've ever seen. It, no, it's, it's it really is more, way up there. It's more about the words that are said during like, oh, it's so warm. And they squeeze them out in their mouths and just, just the little wet spots around them. I'm like, okay, this is getting great. Um, then they get to the bottom of the package and they see the pictures and Oh Jesus my god. They had they had one ADR line in there that was kind of funny where I was like, oh, I think I've had this before. <laughs> that was kind of funny. <laughs> Missed that. Oh, my goodness. my okay. Okay. This scene was like the one that I recalled for sure going yeah. into this movie. Like, I know this comes up. I remember it happens. First of all, I thought it was at the end of the movie. Didn't realize it was like a third of the way through. Um I I don't understand it because yeah. Number one, I'm not I'm not a cream filled or jelly filled donut kind of a guy. A pastry you have, should be. You have a not pastry. lived, my friend. A nice. Listen, I have a, I have a pochki on on Good Friday. I have a pochki. Yeah. I get that. Outside yeah. of that, I'm not a fan of like you know. I don't I didn't like Gushers as a kid. I wasn't a fan of that shit. But yeah. why would weird? Well, yeah, weird. They, I mean, I don't. Okay, I don't we want... can keep going. We can keep going. <laughs> But why would anybody eat a pastry that has this amount of goop inside of it? Like it's not with like it's one a side bit. split completely open. It's clearly been tampered with. You saw the just, way that they were, that, wait that and just and left on a frat house's door stoop in a basket. Ooh, look it's at like, these. Ooh, no. well, yeah. Jeannie, well, Jeannie, Jeannie co-signed it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, her yeah, her Jeannie. sorority sisters did. Jeannie um, co-signed it. But there's also like no pastry filling that would like 
look like that would be like a glaze that would eventually melt over top like yes. it would not stay that viscous listen no. i watch i watched the great british bake-off that's not what you would find inside of any kind of a pastry there and beyond that i need to ask you guys is the premise to this joke that dog jizz is like delicious because yep. none dog of them jizz. have a reaction when it's like oh god this is gross like richard is squeezing it directly into his mouth equals custard yeah same right. thing same same like, consistency everything about it yeah i mean i haven't had dog jizz like, but <laughs> like, I, generally speaking it doesn't taste good i can't imagine it would t- like yeah. I, I, I don't but the way they are like scarfing it down and like scooping it out. Oh, and so it, good and so warm. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going back to that because that was just horrendous. Why that's been so good. That's so the good. joke. Is that like, oh my God, they love this cum so much. But like, <laughs> they, I mean, and it's not like they're trying to look cool for Jeannie. They treat her like garbage. So it's not like, like oh yeah, you made your, your sorority made these. Mm-hmm. Yum. They treat her like yeah. shit the whole movie. No, they, uh, I think they may have left just enough custard in there to have like the taste of custard and then the warmth of the, I can't even talk about this anymore. Jesus Christ. Um, oh. I will say, just last thing, Jeannie's t-shirt game. We're not going to do a lot of fashion. <laughs> but she wears a sweatshirt, like a t-shirt. Because she's always at the fret. So it starts with like Constantly. a, I, I heart D-I-K. I love, I heart dick. And then it's like got dick as if it's like got milk. And she wears a t-shirt that says Dick Supporter. Yeah, she does. Dick Supporter. It's so juvenile, but it got, it tickled me. Megan and and Dana, you guys are both in sororities. I need to ask you, is this a real thing? Like a girl that just spends all of her time at a frat trying to impress them? That doesn't seem like a real thing to me. Yeah. I mean, some people, but it was more of like for us, we had a pretty large Greek system at Mizzou. It was more of like we were trying to like we would court, like more officially, you court the fraternity or sorority, so you could be sending people over with like treats and gifts and like, you know, I get that support, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, I get but, that. But you, you know, you always had like those clingy girlfriends always around. Well, and I mean, listen, not not to not to be you know crass here, but understanding Jeannie. How is it even remotely possible that she wasn't having sex with like seven or eight of these dudes every day? Like she was throwing herself at them in a way that any like drunk piece of shit college dude with Confederate flag boxers would be like, all right, well, I guess it's time for our 10.30 a.m. gangbang with Jeannie. Like, I don't understand how that wasn't, I, it, it wasn't even really implied. It seemed like it was implied that she was offering it up at any time, and they were always like, oh, gross, genie, get out of here. And it's not like she's an uggo or anything. I didn't understand how they, of all the low-hanging fruit that they picked in this movie, how they didn't pick that one time was very surprising to me. I don't have an answer to that, but when you're saying <laughs> that there's like a ton of parties and like all this, I will say, and I don't know if this is going to come up, maybe I might be jumping ahead or whatever, um did any of the parties in this movie like actually seem fun like no one seems to be getting that rowdy and crazy for a movie about a party liaison the roller disco should have been fun yeah the it roller catchers. yeah that should have been fun it should've was been, not like it should have been like i was like watching it going like why the fuck didn't we ever go to a roller skating rink in college to get drunk oh, I did. 
Yeah, Megan had roller disco drunk party in college. Mm. I didn't have that either. Yeah, mm. and we wore. We had a lot of theme parties. Yeah, we we did a lot of theme parties in college, but that was not one that we ever. I'm not even sure if there was a, a skating rink in Iowa City. Iowa City has like five high schools somehow, so there probably is one somewhere. We just didn't leave campus that often. Yeah, I think like we can we can jump to the the, the favorite party yeah, why segment. Not? Fuck it. Um, I I mean I actually wanted to like dig in more to the parties. Like I to your point, I wish there would have been like the the puns that they had for everything else. I wish it would have translated into like party gear because we did a lot of those themed parties um, mm-hmm. in, in college and even after. Um, I did find some names of some of the parties though. So um, there was the Save the Swim Team Speedo Spectacular, mm-hmm. um, which followed up. Alliteration. Yep. Um, the, there, we didn't see it, but there was a bloated belly beer bash to battle bulimia. Oh, God. Yeah. 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 I, um, I didn't catch all the words, I but I, like, I know that, that was there. Yeah. Yep. It was early on. Yeah. Um, the PJ party where his dad kind of walks in on them was actually like pretty good, where they're kind of like traded yeah, that was odd. Pretty pajamas. Because we we did we did a pajama jam in college, but I've never heard of like a pajama party where the guys dress like girls and vice versa. That was a twist. We did not put on it. For us, it was just like mostly for the dudes. It was just like go to Walmart and buy a pair of like tops and bottoms pajamas, and for the girls, it was like show up in whatever lingerie you want to wear to a party. But to to, to flip that was surprising to me. I yeah. didn't see that coming. Um, there was a, a scuba scrooby that was mentioned. We didn't get to see it, but sure. I can only imagine. Right. Um, the roller kegger, the aforementioned, and then the luau at the very end where they were just laying each other. But I feel like they could have mm-hmm. gone a little bit harder um, or, you know, gone a little bit more broad and more interesting. Oh, for sure. The party yeah, zone. We, we had a number. We did um, CEOs and secretary hoes yep. one time we did. We did. Uh, I know Dave was at NIU for golf pros oh. and tennis hoes. That was several weird. years. Yeah, that was always was, fun. I yep. came in from out of town for that. It was an excuse to wear a sweater vest. It was fun. Sure, yeah. a braided belt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you do yeah, that They could have. They could have gone a lot more silly and over the top. Again, for all of the absurd things in this movie, branch out a little bit with some of these parties you're doing here. Yeah, we did like GI Joes and Barbies. I'm not gonna say Barbie hoes because I don't like that. I don't like. Okay. I don't like it, but it, it's it's what it what it's what it was 20 years ago. What I'm it not was. proud of the things that we call these things, but it's and what it was. And then the Barbies night because my friend wore this ridiculous outfit led to a 80s workout outfit party oh. where you dressed as if you were in like a Jane Fonda workout video. So yeah, we did the hell out of that. Um, yeah. Big yeah, like, scrunchy socks. Big yeah, scrunchy we had, socks. Like, we yep. had exactly. devils and angels. Um, like, See? Yep. Could have been a lot more fun. But yeah, I just definitely was like not impressed. I was like, these don't seem like everybody's like raging out. Like they, a lot of them seem to be happening like in campus. A lot like, were in the dorm, halls? I think. Yeah. Like I just don't dorm. know in what college, unless we're in drumline and you're just like... <laughs> Frying fish in the storeroom. I was just like, what is, what is Deep y'all? frying catfish. <laughs> yeah, I mean, rented out the student center. Happened. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of this stuff was just parties in the the pajama jam was for sure in the dorm. 
And I understand that dorms are different on different campuses. Uh, the dorms in Iowa were very, very small and like nobody would want to hang out in a dorm. And I know that if you go to like a lot of private schools on the East Coast, you get like pretty big buildings that are like fancier looking. Our dorm was a 12 story high rise, 40 rooms per floor. You know, we had carpet. We thought we were fancy because we had carpet in our rooms. Um, so right so i get that this is you know a different kind of a dorm situation but to like to throw a party and occupy a whole dorm like this just would never be a thing anywhere in the big 10 i'm comfortable saying that um u of i what what dorm party at u of i were you at i don't know claudia was in a dorm and there was a party for like somewhere that, in the I mean, six pack it, perhaps that st patrick's day <sighs> Festival? Well, unofficial, but that unofficial. was, that was, I mean, the whole campus did unofficial though. And anyway. listen, unofficial We're, was. <laughs> yeah, and, and University <laughs> of Missouri, Rolla, they, they did everything in the dorms also. In oh the, God, it's so strange uh, to me. Yeah. Anyway, but um, I, I think I'm going to take us down to the uh, potent quotables. What did you say? We talked about a lot of um, quotes already, mm. uh, but I think there are some good ones actually. There were some decent lines that were in here. Um, I mean, basically all of them were Van Wilder lines. Um, there was one that I did again, genuinely laugh at. He's talking to Gwen after. I don't think it was Sick Boy. He gave somebody else like antibiotics for whatever dick problem he had. And he just very casually goes, these kids with their crazy VD. <laughs> For some reason, that that gave me a chuckle that I didn't see coming. Yeah, there's a lot of good Van quotes. Um, and, and he just says it so matter-of-factly that you like sort of miss it almost. Like, wait, you're like, wait, what was that? <laughs> um, he's like introducing people and he's like, her name is Naomi. That's I moan backwards. It's like, yeah, fantastic. you know, did, did we hear that? I'm I didn't sure. know. Didn't I didn't know. It. I didn't know either. Didn't it. But then somebody told me. I'm like, that's, I'm going to use that forever. Yeah. <laughs> forever. Uh, my favorite quote, and I can't remember where it came from exactly, but it, it was actually a, a very kind of deep quote about don't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. Um, sounds like a couple times. Sounds like an Allen Ginsberg or something like that. Don't take life too seriously, yeah. man. Mm -hmm. um, never get I out. Think, I, I don't know. I think when I was reading the trivia, I think Bugs Bunny says it. That's <laughs> even it better. That's, that's even <laughs> better. <laughs> I hope that's true. I so hope that is Hold a on. true thing. Uh, I meant to write it down and then I, <laughs> I totally forgot. Hold on. Uh, talk about oh some other quotes. I'll, yeah. I'll pull it out. <laughs> okay. And and then Van says, Richard, you rascal, you never told me that you were a dick. Because <laughs> he's a dick. Yeah. In and so then, many ways. Well, well, if he's here, who's running hell? <laughs> like, he, they, they did give him, and again, these are like, you know, he had all of the best writing for him, but he delivered these again in like a very Ace Ventura light way. And I'm just like, you're not, I don't love the way that you're delivering all these great lines they're giving you. It just, mm. I like it. he was kind of like throwing them away like he should. Like, yeah, like if he's here, who's running hell? Like, I just thought like that's, um, and also, yes, I just found the quote uh, from um, IMDb. It says the phrase, you shouldn't take life too seriously. You'll never get out alive. 
is from Rabbits, featuring Bugs Bunny from 1960. And Bugs Bunny says it to Wile E. Coyote at the end of the episode after defeating him. Why was Bugs Bunny hanging out with Wile E. Coyote? I've never (laughs) seen them in a cartoon together. And I used to watch the Warner Brothers cartoon box set. So I'm going to go back in in the old days, you just mismatched them. Together. I guess I I could I could imagine him like popping up and being like oh I took a wrong turn at Burbank or whatever like he does that every once in a while but like yeah. not a whole thing where they're together. Um, yeah, yeah. There was there was a line that uh, Professor McDougal delivers. Um, I think it's at the luau at the end where some pad you got here decorated an early fuck. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> that was just so. What the fuck? It was so bold and like abrupt. But I, I did appreciate that one. That was pretty good. Yeah, there's a lot of fun, fun stuff. Like that's no bong. That's for my schlong. That's, okay, that's, gosh. that's just hilarious. That's good stuff. And then tech afterwards, like you mean I put my mouth on your cock pump because he has oh. to use everything as a bong in the movie. Apparently, he's got to try it's it all out. Only character trait. That's his only trait. Yeah. Uh, oh, during the interviews, I thought this was kind of funny. It, it kind of it got past me every time. Every other time I saw it, uh, they're doing a Rorschach test. And uh, there's oh. this super high kid who's just like, I see a rabbi. He's performing a <laughs> circumcision on himself, though. <laughs> I'm like, okay. All right, kid. Yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. A self-briss, if you will. A self-briss. <laughs> uh, and I don't know if we can close out this section, but um, when Ryan Reynolds is kept running into Tara Reid and he goes, are you stalking me? Because that would be super. Uh, I mean, in very on brand for him. Yeah. In pure Ryan Reynolds, like waiting fashion, where it's everything sarcastic at the very like, because that would be super. Super. Something where he just kind of fades away at the end. That's yeah. it, it. It became his thing. It's fantastic. He did a lot of that. He did a lot of that. Yeah. Um, well, do we can get into something a little bit more serious now, um, as we're kind of closing out the episode, but. You want to talk about Van's relationship with his dad? It's fucking weird, man. It's fucking weird. I, his dad, when they when they first introduce his dad, he very casually schedules a massage with a happy ending, which like, that's okay. We're we're setting him up right away as that kind of a dude. But how did he not know that Van was still in college? Like, he's that they, rich? Are they estranged? No, I, I get that he's that rich, but like, have they never spoken? It's not like Van. Oh, I thought he had a real career. Like, if, you knew he was in college. Apparently, if you have those 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 many millions, thirty nine thousand dollars a semester just goes out the door, and you're like, oh, my son, I'm doing my thing. Son's the, doing his thing. The All money right. part I get, but he must have graduated. Good, good. <laughs> that's. Do you think you went to a graduation? That's that's what got me. Yeah, that's surprising. There was, like, a line later when he, like, I think Van said that, like, um, his dad just, like, left him and his mom. So maybe, like, his parents are divorced. Well, he said his dad gave up on him and his mom a long time ago. Missed that. Okay. So maybe it was yeah. a divorce. I never also, came back up. I for yeah. sure thought it was a divorce. And he, like, his basically, his, he's basically paying alimony in the form of college tuition. I guess yeah. it could be. I do think it was weird, though, that it was, like, the seventh or the fourteenth check. He was like, "Wait, what?" Or yeah, still in college. This is or, spring semester. He you paid last semester. <laughs> also, yeah, thirty nine thousand dollars a semester seems very high <laughs> in two thousand two. No, no, nope. I, 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 uh, I looked at Boston College. It was 
40 grand semester. Yeah. semester? In Jesus. Okay. Get Wait, out right of now town, it's worth 40 bro, a semester. What? So this was one of those In like the day? she she foo foo uh private colleges on the East Coast, uh, back back in the day, that the kind of because they said some the basketball team said, said something about uh, Mount Holyoke, so I'm like, oh, so this is yeah. one of those yeah. East Coast schools. Yeah. Okay, so why are we like, denigrating is... East Coast private universities? Oh, no, I went no, to one. We're just saying it's spendy. I'm I was like, mine was not this much, so that's why it could also have been California. They are very expensive. Those private schools up there. That's Where's true. The Pepperdine is like, yeah, my yeah, Pepperdine and. You shouldn't be allowed to go okay. to college in Malibu. It's just not fair. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> Wait, there's I, one other thing with the, with the van. So when his dad finally shows up and is like, I'm done with this or we're leaving. And Van just is like weak sauce, like, no, I'm going to no. stay with my friends. I was like, Bitch. No, like, I'm going to stay with my friends. You are no. 25. Like, <laughs> yeah. You're my friends, dad. Like, I was like, what is that bullshit? That would be the- He goes at 18. He's 24 if he goes at 17. Who's, who's to say? He's probably, he's probably would, old, though. 25. Would, I'll say he's 25. 25. That would be the moment, though, where at the very beginning when he's, like, being super confident and, like, you know, showing Taj around and telling him all about, you know, like, what he does and his accomplishments, like, use, like, take that same speech and transfer it to this conversation with your dad, mm-hmm. and then that would help. Yeah, I... There was there was one other thing that I wanted to make sure that we brought up because I don't again as we're doing this podcast I'm realizing that my uh, knowledge of '90s SNL is pretty encyclopedic and I wasn't aware of that. Anybody else catch the the colon blow reference to SNL? Not super colon blow. You have just re- regular <laughs> colon blow. Yeah. Super colon blow. <laughs> yeah. I knew it was coming. I read it I in, the, so in the IMDb trivia. <laughs> You only need 8,974 boxes of regular colon blow. God, I, if you guys are, if listeners, if you don't know, colon blow is a, it's it's one of those like fake SNL commercials that um, they did in the nineties. Phil Hartman was the star, but I think he's the only one in the commercial, but colon blow is like a very high brand cereal. And, you know, it's, he's like talking about how many bowls of his regular brands you have to eat. And he's like, the voiceover is like, think about how many bowls of your ordinary suit you have to eat for this. And he's like, two? And the guy's like, nope, try again. Three? Uh-uh, higher than that. Four? And he goes, nope, try one more time. And he gets this look at his face, like, I'm tired of it. She goes, five. <laughs> Like no, it would take thirteen thousand bowls or whatever. <laughs> and he's he he's he's sitting down at his breakfast table, and all of a sudden he's on a whoa, giant whoa, like pyramid, a giant pyramid bowls of cereal coming out of his butt. And then he's like, "That's not all. Try our new super cold and blow." And he looks so scared. Oh no! <laughs> super cold oh, no. and blow. <laughs> so, so to have them have a cold and blue reference that makes I'm crying over here, that makes Richard shit himself. I appreciated that, and Richard's face acting in that scene, it's so good. The scene of him taking his 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 exam, and like, I mean, obviously the fart sound effects are over the top, but all of the, the facial contortions he's doing and. You know, he's like sweating and really having a hard time. And I I didn't, I remember this scene. I knew it was coming. 
I didn't think I would laugh at it, but I genuinely busted up laughing when he's shitting in the garbage can and just says, I'm bleeding. <laughs> like that, for whatever reason, I, I openly busted up laughing in my basement watching that mm. scene. And I, I don't, I did not expect that to happen. So the only thing, uh, the whole Colin Blow thing, because I pulled up the video of it and I was like dying because it's the chair oh, part so that good. really got me. It's so um, good. But the only thing I had to say about Richard's like whole, uh, I'm calling it intestinal distress, like he's interviewing with doctors. They would understand and they're like, oh my God, I'm so horrified. They're like clutching their fucking pearls. And Sometimes like, people get diarrhea for no it's reason. Why couldn't he just go to the bathroom? Why couldn't he just go to the bathroom? of his way it's to shit in a garbage can. And Even like, for doctors, shit. I'm sure he'd be too embarrassed. Yeah. Oh my for God. Potential new doctor. I'm like, I, I can't tell them I have to shit right now. I can't he's do it. He's screaming and taking a shit, dude. It's not like he's taking a shit. He's like, he's yelling and like his feet are all up in the air. And like, it goes on for so long. It did rival shit breaks in American Pie. I mean, I, it, it rivals Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. It does. I will say though, like the like he was trying to get to the bathroom. He got pulled in that, and the time it was either shit himself or shit to go. No, mean, I would have said, "Sorry, guys, I have to go to the bathroom. I'll be right back." Yes, yeah, something. I mean, I, I, I hope to never have to make that decision. I hope to never have I to mean, make that decision again. It's just I, I was not <laughs> expecting to laugh as much as I did in that moment. But again, the gross-out shit didn't bother me. I'm like, this is this is funny. Watching this dick bag take a big old shit into a trash can in front of all of his heroes, that's kind of funny. funny. Pooping's always Pooping. funny, especially when it's someplace you're not supposed to be pooping. It's always funny, I think, <laughs> personally. No? God, okay. it, was, it was wild. I got you. Oh, man. <laughs> Cold and blowing you in the morning. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah, my God. I don't know where to go from here. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Should we close out? <laughs> Do we talk about love at first semester after the colon? Oh, we need to. Okay. We have sure. to about these couples. This is a love story. So I think we have to. Oh, man. Oh, God. Is it a Which love one? story? Yes. Somehow, I, I mean, the last scene is Gwen telling Van she's not wearing underwear, <laughs> so it's it's kind of a love story. Um, let's let's talk about Richard and Gwen first because I think that's that's like the the sillier of the two. Um, I would like an origin story for how they wound up together because it it doesn't seem like there's anything about him to like. Like I'm, I don't know why she likes this dude. I think it's a high school overlay into college. Well, I think okay. she said that they met on her in her freshman year. Okay. Or I guess they've been, they've been together since freshman year. Right. Okay. But, so either way, she was like really dedicated to her journalism and like, you know, very involved in that. And he seemed very dedicated to his, you know, doctorate degree. Like, he was there. Like maybe yeah. they met in like a study hall if they met at college or maybe they like knew each other in high school and came to college and saw that they were like both ambitious and both okay. yeah, relatively attractive-ish. I don't know. I don't think he's so. not a bad looking dude. I think the faces he makes in the movie makes him look like an, an ugly dude, but I don't think he's a bad looking dude. Yeah. Um, if you see his O face, it's really, really uh, something. I was getting ready that, to say they're, they're sex. Mm, Good God. Very, uh, I, I, 
I can't say that I'm a fan of anatomically correct dirty talk, but this is some Man. pretty good stuff here. I yeah. quote, uh, <laughs> your, your, your labia feels so good around my swollen phallus. I'm mm. fairly confident I'm going to ejaculate. <laughs> I'm releasing my seminal fluids inside you now. And no. two minutes later, that's it. There's Enjoy. no bigger red flag than a guy <laughs> scientifically narrating his orgasm. Yeah. And I feel like it happens every time. Like, I don't think that's like a one-off for him. The first time, because I mean, the look on her face in that scene is like, oh, I'm in danger. What the fuck is the matter with this <laughs> she guy? She looks like she's scared of him. And yeah, like, like run for your life. Um, to be so like anatomically accurate and then go like, oh, d- you didn't? And she's like, well, not in 15 seconds. And I'm like, well, you seem to know a lot about your own anatomy, sir. You should know like that you haven't done enough. So I mean, yeah, I everything about that, everything about their sex, I'm just like, that is, this is sad. This is, we talked about my college sex life enough. I, I understand sad sex in college. This was some sad sex. Um, I, I also... This is like a personal pet peeve of mine. Um, Richard proposes to her without knowing that she's going to say yes first. This is like one of my biggest movie and TV show pet peeves. Before I proposed, my wife made it very clear that she was like ready to get married. I've never met a friend who was like, going to propose this weekend. I hope she says yes. Like every guy I know is like, well, we've talked about it. Like she's sent me pictures of rings to, to know what she likes and like, She's asked why I haven't done it yet, or she's made it clear that she's like ready to do this. I've never met somebody who does not know the answer before they ask. And the fact that he had no idea what she was going to say and could not read all of her expressions while he was doing it. Like, yeah, of course she's going to say no. He opened the ring box and literally said lucky girl as he opened the ring box. Mm. Mm. It was an ugly ring too. It was a bad ring. Oh, bummer. Bad ring? I don't know. Bad room. Don't, bad get, ring? don't get proposed in college. Mm, no. Sorry, no. listeners, but that's, no, that's, that's like a it's a very old school trope. It's like, yeah, we're seniors, we're graduating. Get married now? Because you didn't you didn't yeah, get engaged in college. Were you were you out of college first? Sure, engage fine. Just yeah. live a little. Afterwards. I didn't get engaged but until no. I was well, to be fair, I was Van's age, twenty-five. <laughs> Could I have been you were out of college when that happened. Yeah. I, knew you, I knew you were with him in college, but yeah, don't don't get engaged in college, man. It's not. There was a kid um, on my dorm. Make sure you say year. his whole name. Uh, <laughs> he's not listening. Adam Beecher. He's a great uh, guy. Why? Uh, what's why, his social security why? number? What is it? Beach is Beach a is a he's a genuinely fantastic man. I sure. Beach is great. Um, I ran into him at the grocery store a couple years ago. He lives, I guess, in town. I haven't seen him since then, but he's a, he's a fantastic, wonderful person. But he got engaged to his high school girlfriend at the end of freshman year of high school or college. I'm just like, why though? But also they're both like very, very, very religious and obviously like weren't banging. And I think that was part of it. And at Iowa, they've got a dorm for like families like for married students and so after freshman year they like moved together into the married dorm and uh listeners, still you, together now. listeners you can't see this but dana and i just had <laughs> a raw stink eye look <laughs> i was I very think, uh, taken aback by that 
Um, for, for the most part, well, for the most part, it's like it's a lot of exchange students who are like here, you know, from like foreign countries and have like a wife and a kid already when they go to college. No, that makes sense. Yeah, just like where it I went sense. to school, I could not imagine people being married or having families. Like it was a ridiculous place. Um, Man, I will weird, say. Huh? My fiance uh, had previously been married. He proposed, it was a girl he went to high school with. They didn't start dating until he got to college. He proposed to her like in her dorm room, bought a ring and his like, he just like turned to her and was just like, uh, do you wanna or something? Some bullshit. Oh, dear God. I, was like, I was like, if you pull that on me. <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's why it took a little bit of time because <laughs> it's just like he's like yeah i just like handed her the box and was like so uh yeah yeah oh, man, i made, a, I made all, a whole production i was in a suit yeah we all said we all we all told dana's fiance we gave some advice so he was like, in a suit of sorts his swimsuit but it was fine it was listen that's something <laughs> I uh, put on I, a shirt for me, a <laughs> tank top. <laughs> my my story is I'll, I'll tell a very brief version of it. Listeners, you don't know. I went viral a while ago. I wrote like a, a thing on Facebook about growing up black in America, and it blew up in a way that I was not prepared for. And I did um, a newspaper interview shortly after that, a few days later, and I already bought the ring. I already had like a date in mind to propose, and I did an interview. Uh, that day, that evening with a newspaper. And I was like, well, I'm actually going to propose to my girlfriend like once we finish talking here. And then my now wife sent me a link to the article um, that I didn't know was going to get posted that night. And she was like, well, hold on. Yeah, she was like, is there anything in this that you want to correct? And I, I was like, I read it like seven times. Like, did he mention the proposal? He didn't. And what he, what she was talking about was that I said I lived in Des Moines when I lived in Waukee, which is like West Des Moines. Like it's one town over. And I'm like, I'm sweating. I'm sitting here in my full suit. I've got, you know, a bottle of champagne on ice and I've got um, Let's Get Married remix by 112, like queued up, ready to play as she walks in. And I'm like, has this fool outed me? I I know. <laughs> Listen, man, I had everything ready to go. And then she was at happy hour. She's a teacher. Fridays are stressful days. She went to happy hour and she didn't get home until like four hours after I was in my suit. And so I was just like walking around the house waiting for her to come home. Uh, like I know it's going to happen eventually, but it, she said yes. So it worked out. But that was, I've read that article so many times. Like, did he really put that shit in here and then publish it right away? But he did not. Thank God. But anyway, all of those are better proposals. Even the one in the dorm room is a better proposal than the one that that Dick Bang gave over here. Jesus. Um, Very true. Um, can we talk about, I mean, we should talk about Van and Gwen. I don't know why she likes him. I don't know why he likes her. <laughs> like, they didn't, well, they didn't give us a compelling story for either of them. You mm. don't like him. So <clears throat> it's, hard to, it's hard for you to fathom. I think but what the movie she didn't even give us like a scene where she fell for him really. It was just like, oh well, he's not dick back. I think what she found from her investigative journalism skills is um, how good of a guy that he actually was, and like how much he contributed to the university. And 
it, that in comparison with Dick Bag, who is like completely all about himself, like even so much in bed for 15 seconds. Um, she just like needed the exact opposite of what she was with, to be honest. That would be my thought. Yeah. I understand that, I guess. The contrast is nice. Yeah, like I, I was more like, I don't get what Van sees in Gwen. At because all. like, because I is, I do think it is that like he's so different. It forces her to like, she's getting ready to graduate. It it's an excuse to get away from like dick bag, like all that shit. But for Van, it's just like, what has she done for you? She like outed you as a party liaison. Hmm. Didn't feel too bad about it. Like mm-hmm. I guess she's cute. Um, as my fiance pointed out, she's like a weird Gumby body. At the end there at the Lua, I'm like, that just go, it just all goes kind of straight down, doesn't it? Yeah, There's no curve to her figure at all. I don't understand yeah. how her where her belly button is compared to the other anatomy. Don't nope. understand. Interesting. Nope. Interesting. Her body is weird. I <laughs> <laughs> my my thing was like, okay. I, 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 the, what, what threw me the most was Van Wilder is supposed to be, you know, the, the quintessential king shit of fuck mountain. Like he is the BMOC of all BMOCs that we have covered apparently. Shouldn't he have like a billion women dying to be with him? Like we never see him with any woman but her and then Sophia Bush in that one scene. But, like, you would expect there to be, like, a line of women chasing him down if he's this cool of a guy. And we never see that. Um, and I don't, I don't understand why. Like, that seems like an, an obvious thing to make a part of his character. Um, I, that threw me, I think, pretty significantly. I think he just, like, kind of was, like, just into being cool and hanging out. Like, that he didn't really need that at 25 um, well i don't know <laughs> i also yeah, yeah, being like a womanizer like might not make him as much of a lovable character um, well but we start off the scene the movie thing he's getting a bead from an old lady and, and then we see not. him get a bead from an old lady like he no, actually that, does it later on that woman sexually assaults him that's what happens there <laughs> yeah he, he seduces her too. and he's in over his head we don't have to get into it. It's fucking gross. Um, the other the other part about Van and Gwen's interaction that threw me, I don't think that she has any grounds to get mad at him for making out with Sophia Bush, Sally, in that scene. She was literally on a date with her boyfriend, like, at the time they were making out. Like, yeah, he's not your boyfriend. He's not, do you think he's going to be, like, exclusive to you when you're out on dates with Dickbag? Like, of course he's going to want to hook up with somebody. He's not celibate. Yeah. Her her anger was not justifiable. It was kind At of all. like, yeah. Well, I think she had like built up this image of him of being this the opposite of Dick Bag. He's Dick Alaya. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if she was mad so much as like, she seemed mad. She seemed like, how dare you? And it's like, because you're not my girlfriend, man. Like, what do you mean, how dare I? I, I don't know. Anywho. Well, um. you know. <laughs> um, one of the things that we like to do on this pod 
is kind of take a look at uh, a character who wasn't necessarily a main star of the movie and uh, take a look at the rest of their career to see if this was just the start of big things or kind of the peak of their whole career. So it is time for an IMDb deep dive. Big Sis, who we dive on this week? Okay, so I had to break the mold here because every sort of non-important character actually did go on and have quite an extensive <laughs> career, either sure. in basketball or otherwise. Um, With the so, Lakers? Yeah. So um, I actually chose a main character who didn't have as big of a career as everyone else in the movie. Okay. So sorry to go off script, but um, yeah, I chose Tech Holmes who played Hutch. Oh, Tech. I know, yeah. which mm-hmm. I know that you guys mentioned the Hawaii situation. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm not a huge real world fan. Um, Shame on you. Yeah, I know. But he was born Tecumse Holmes. Tecumseh. Tecumseh. Okay. <laughs> Well, As in I didn't... William Tecumseh Sherman. That's the one. Ah, okay. Anyway. Of Civil War fame. Of uh-huh. Civil War fame. Oh. Sherman's March. Nope. Okay. Didn't know that, but got to get my um, botchery in since I didn't do the cast. I'm happy uh, it happened. I yeah. can like feel it coming. Oh, uh, God. Didn't just it. jump in. <laughs> because why would say, we? We uh, saw was, it coming. Guys. That was fantastic. That was so good. Uh, I, was, I was virtually nudging Dana like, here it comes, here it comes. Uh, Tishimse? Loved it, loved it. He's also known as Tech Money and Tech Dollar Sign. Okay, about Tech Money. I forgot Tech tech Money. money. Okay. Okay. Um, He has three, or sorry, 30 credits as an actor. Um, That many? Yeah, but it's like the one guy in that one episode of Friends, for example. Still more than I would have thought. Are they all from like a two-year span? No, it's over time, but it's like, again, just very very small roles in some like decent shows so like he was in ncis um as a small character like one episode he was in friends like i said he's on like a variety of other things but just as like one small character in one episode (laughs) so poor guy um and then he has two credits as a producer one of which i think is more recent Um, Because he's actually in a small, I think it's a short movie right now that's being like edited. So he's still acting. Um, I'm surprised by that. Because to me, he is very much a relic of like a very specific time in pop culture. Mm. He's he's like Yahoo. Bygone era, as it were. Yeah, bygone. He's he's from one part of time and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really know much about his, his real world situation. Man, Hawaii is my favorite fucking city. It's a good Ruthie one. Ruthie as an alcoholic. Uh, uh, man. A lot Oof. of tough stuff with Ruthie. Yeah, it's rough. Ruthie is rough. I think Tech, I believe, in the first episode, he's like, let's all get naked and get in the hot tub. And they're all like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Right away, yeah. He jumps he's in the a pool. party monster right he away. He takes like, all of his clothes off and That's like. right back dives yeah. into the pool there's like a 180 back dive yeah with his dick all out in the pool so mm. yeah that's that's how we're introduced to him he was fun though i like tech and real world i'd watch that again oh wow i i, I retract my statement he was actually in in two episodes of lincoln heights which i'm not sure what that show is but it's apparently what is, it, what is that it's a show. okay 
TV series in uh, 2007. Okay. Well, I mean, good for him because there's not that many people from the real world that have parlayed it into anything else. The only okay. one I can think of is Sean Duffy, the piece of shit former congressman from Wisconsin, and his wife, was, the piece of shit Fox News commentator. Uh, yeah. Was The Miz was Road Rules, right? Miz was, was – he was Road World. He was Road yeah, World? Miz is pretty big. Uh, he might have been back to New York. Mike the Miz Mizanin. Mizanin? Mizanin. Something like that. Mizanin. Also, Jamie Chung from... Okay, I yeah. I can't remember which season she was. but she well, was I thought she was on... Road Rules, though. She's been in a lot of Disney movies. She was just on uh, Lovecraft Country. Lovecraft Country. Mm, I need to watch that. I hear good She was real world San Diego. That's where yeah. she was from. San Diego's fun. That was a good San Diego. Uh, who was the guy that was the bootyologist? Uh... Booty I'm, I'm derailing here. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> Booty yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't right, know. Guys, um, listen, that brings us to the end of our podcast. And just like the end of the school year, that means it's time to hand out some superlatives. Richard is most likely to serve a prominent role on Donald Trump's COVID task force. Taj yeah. is most yeah. likely to use up all of his PTO for a staycation after discovering Pornhub. Ooh. Gwen is most likely to regret falling for a man-child. And Van is most likely to have no idea what to do with his leisure studies degree and wind up spending 12 years in grad school. So Probably. Probably. Going right back in. That's where he's headed. Um, This next movie is my choice. And uh, we have been talking about doing this for a few weeks now. you guys, we're going to do something that we're going to call a time warp here. So we're going to go way, way back. This is a movie that came out before any of us were teenagers. Um, might be before I was born. What? Uh, for sure before Dave was born. Uh-oh. Um, we are going back to the year of our Lord, 1,985, with a movie called Just One of the Guys. <gasps> Oh, Dana had a visceral reaction. Is this one you know? I used to watch this on Comedy Central all the time. Me too. That is why I picked it. I have not seen it since like 1994. I'm sure it is real problematic. But uh, a fantastic poster. Just holding volleyballs. Like, wow. That's uh, football helmets. Oh, football helmets. Football helmets in front of her boobs. Um, Fantastic. Y'all, this movie... uh, Jesus, like, if you haven't, if you're not aware of it, um, it's kind of the precursor to She's the Man, only it's like 5,000 times hornier and grosser. Um, somehow rated PG-13, which shocked me. It's the 80s. It's a wild <laughs> it be, This should be a hard R, I feel like. Uh, William but... Zabka? <laughs> Johnny's in it? Yeah. William Zabka? Oh, dude, this is going to be awesome. I- I've never oh. seen this. Uh, Yo. It's been wild. It was recently talked about in, I don't know if anybody watched, oh, I can't remember the name of the documentary, but it's on like um, representation of like, uh, I think trans people in media. And like, I think they talked about this one as like a kind of, it like helped people come out and like. Which is wild because she's so not trans. <laughs> like I just, yeah, this movie was on constantly on Comedy Central when I was younger. Um, I feel like it was always this one, uh, Love Potion Number Nine and Mannequin. I feel like we're just like running on a loop 
in like mid nineties Comedy Central daytime programming. So that is our next movie. Um, but that does do it for this week's episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, tell a friend, pop on over to Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, and be sure to subscribe, rate, and uh, leave us a review. And if you didn't like what you heard, in the words of that little kid who shot a spitball at Genie, you are a total titwad. Take it easy, millennials. We'll see you next week. <laughs>